Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Welcome to another live edition of Magical Boys. Um, it is a queer podcast about games, anime, and manga, and all that good stuff in between. But instead, it's a bunch of gay people talking about it, not a bunch of white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you don't know me already, um, I'm I'm DJ Kirkland, or Oh Hey DJ, as I'm known across the internet, uh, for better or for worse. <laughs> You said it like and, you were some sort of like pirate. I mean, I mean, across certain, the seas. I mean, in certain circles, I'm, I'm, I'm destroyer of all things anime. But, <laughs> but um, can we talk uh, about how you're censored? Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> um, and below me is my lovely co-host Ruben Medina, looking very handsome as always. Oh, my hair's a mess, but thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just have so much of it. There's so much like. There's so much back here right now. Like, there's all of this. Look at that's yeah. a pony. That's a yeah. ponytail. Top you can, come on, top yeah. knot. <laughs> I can easily. I'll do a top knot right now. I'll do. <laughs> it'll look dumb, but I don't hair tie here. And then um, join to the right of me via the Discord uh, group chat is my really good friend. Well, our really good friend Nigel, or otherwise known as Prince Sexu, on the interwebs. Hello. Thanks for joining us, babe. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm yeah, nice like we. Yeah, like we did this um, like two weeks ago, and we really had a lot of fun doing a live version of the show. And um, we just wanted to do this again, but also bring in some of our friends on this. And, you know, we're just going to talk our shit. Sounds good. That's what we're going to do. (laughs) We're going to speak our truth, talk our shit. (laughs) And that's what we do here. Um, So, yeah, again, we have about 18 viewers in the chat. Thank you all so much for joining us. And those of you that came in when we were still getting everything set up... um, Thank you. The truest of fans. <laughs> Listen to us Honestly. talk about blowouts. Um. <laughs> yeah, so, so for those of you that are just now joining us, so before we got we started recording, um, Ruben was telling us that he smashed a Wendy's 4x4. <laughs> it was classy. The classiest of Ruben. But, okay, but here's the thing, though. What four items did you get? Well, it wasn't a real 4x4. I just got a ginger bacon cheeseburger and six <laughs> spicy nuggets. Because I don't need fries. But their fries are so good. Fries, when, fries. No, wait, I'm sorry. Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> I don't want to be in the middle of this conversation so, anymore. Okay, so, like, look, they're, they're <laughs> not the best. They're not the best, but they're good. No, DJ. Who hurts you, DJ? I love Wendy's fries. Wendy's has... They're, okay, they're not... They don't taste bad, but they taste like nothing. Like, Wendy's fries are so... They're not... I would take... Uh, mm, okay, here's... Actually, I'd list it. Okay. Checkers... Checkers, yes. like that's not fair. One. Checkers is is another world of like greatness. Well, it's so. it's spiced, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> checkers, maybe like Arby's curly fries. After that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. McDonald's fries. Then maybe Wendy's. See, like they're I, better I'm than just, Burger King, but I'm just not a fan of McDonald's fries. I'm throwing soggy. Oh. I got. I gotta go. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave. You guys thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of Magical Boys. Um, I've had the essentially episode. the last episode ever. <laughs> it's, They're not good. That's why people. That's why people sort of like. I'm gonna dunk them in my frosty. No one would do that in the right mind, except that they tasted like nothing. So they're like, I'm gonna dunk, dunk them in a chocolate shake. That's why people did that because they tasted like nothing. <laughs> anyway. 
This is my queer take on French fries. <laughs> I mean, this and this is the content that we're here for. This is what yeah. the people need. It's what, it's what they deserve. Yeah, what do the queers think about French fries? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gays, what are your thoughts on French fries? Can you give me that New York Times article, please? So let me write that. I mean, the the articles that I've been seeing from like various game outlets, I'm like, y'all just needed something. Need because something. everyone because needs this, something right because now. this doesn't make sense, and I can't tell y'all to go outside because we're in a global pandemic. But mm-hmm. log off, <laughs> just stop. Just your job. Just, just keep just keep paying you pay pay you to not write articles about nothing. That's how it should work. Just pay everybody. <laughs> oh my gosh! But um, okay. So five guys. <laughs> okay. Five Guys is pretty good. Pretty it good fries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the the burgers are like immaculate. Mm-hmm. It's a big burg. It's it's a it's a real big burg. Mm-hmm. It's a delicious burg. Um. So yeah, where's my show notes? There they are. Got them. Um. So for those of you that have never listened to our podcast, um, which you should go subscribe to it. Um. If you haven't before, so we usually t- always try to kick off the show with talking about what we're currently playing and what we're watching. So um, I would love to have Nigel talk a little bit about what he's playing currently. Oh my, um, I didn't expect to go first, shit. Um, You're the guest. <laughs> you okay, the um, guest. I am the guest, I am the guest. Um, yes. I've been playing a lot of things because we all have time to play things now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I got Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I have been enjoying the absolute hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep playing it and I'm, I'm like, last night I was up to like 2am playing and I was like, okay, you need to go to sleep. You have mm-hmm. a you have a podcast you have to record tomorrow. You're you're gonna be up all night if you don't actually like sleep. So it's been a while since I played a game like this fun and got me this in depth with it. And I know this yeah. is part of it, but FF Seven remake's been great. Um, I've been playing a lot of uh, World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy fourteen because everyone has time to play all these MMOs again. Um, and then like people are coming out of the woodwork and like, hey, hey, you want to help me with this? And I'm like, uh, I guess so. Um, <laughs> I hadn't planned on it, but uh, that, and then also uh, Persona 5 Royal came out, I played that, and then as soon as Final Fantasy VII Remake dropped, I put it down, I'm like, I'll come back to you. Mm-hmm. you I've experienced Persona 5 before, right. I, I want to play through Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's a whole new game as opposed to Royal, which I'm still enjoying greatly, it's yeah. just I wanted something totally new. Um, Overwatch and Destiny 2 as well, because those are never going to leave what I do or play, so, yeah. That's what I've been playing. Excellent. Um, what about you, Ruben? Uh, let's see. What I, what I put in the thing? Oh, okay, I played a little bit of the Guilty Gear Strive beta, which I'm like the last person to tell people anything about fighting games because I'm so bad at them. <laughs> um, but as someone who's like played a little bit of, um, like is used to playing Arxis fighting games um, and played a little bit of, uh, played Zerd side, uh, Zerd side some, Revelator specifically a lot of. Um, Strive is interesting so far. Like I think you're going to have a lot of diehard Guilty Gear fans that are um, not happy with how it feels because it feels yeah. very different. Like they're making it. I really appreciate like when you go to the like character select screen, mm-hmm. characters are put into different categories based on like their fighting style. Really, um, mm. and it gives difficulty rankings for each of the characters. So it's like a hundred percent made to be like, hey, we're going to like help you understand like how difficult this character is to play, what mm-hmm. type of play style they are, which is really cool. Like I mm-hmm. like that they're doing that. Um, I was talking, uh, I was tweeting about this the other day. That game is beautiful, and yeah. yet, I, I think I like the way 
Revelator looks better. Like all mm-hmm. of the Zerd games, even though they're not as te- technically uh, pretty. Just something, mm-hmm. this game looks more, I know, sometimes it looks more 3D than it does 2D, which I know that, like, they're both all 3D, right? But right. the whole point of that style was to make it look like it's 2D. Yeah, it's um, like blurring the lines between, like, 2 and 3D. Like, you could, like, pause those games and it looks like a screenshot from an anime. I'd be curious to, like, hear your thoughts, DJ, seeing it not on stream, but, like, like a high-quality feed, like, go watch a YouTube video of it or mm-hmm. something. Because I don't, as as someone without as much, like, obviously experience in like illustration animation stuff mm-hmm. i don't know how to verbalize what i'm seeing and why it feels the way it feels mm-hmm. but it just feels like it's something about like the shadows or the shading or like the line work is not as present something makes it feel less illustrated to me in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um but it's it plays well it definitely feels like it plays slower than guilty gear in some ways yeah um and less complicated but it's really pretty and i mean it's if you're gonna like play an anime fighter well it's great like arxis is basically like yo do you want to play an anime fighter we have guilty gear if you want to get real fucked up mm-hmm. um and then we have like dbz and grand blue if you don't want to get that fucked up you just want to like have some fun um and like mm-hmm. do auto combos and stuff right. so it's nice that all those exist um yeah. i just finished final fantasy 7 remake and like same nigel like that's the this is the first time in a long time where i'd be like yeah okay just like i'll like stop playing let me just finish this section or let mm-hmm. me just whatever. And it's like 4 a.m. And I'm just like, fuck, I, I need to just like stop mm-hmm. and go to yeah. bed. And that's it's been a long time since the game's done that to me. Um, I think the combat system is probably one of my favorite combat systems in a game, period. It's yeah. such mm-hmm. a nice marriage of of really cool RPG tactics. And, um, and it's like genuinely kind of hard. I yeah. would say like mm-hmm. there's some fights in that game. There's, I don't know where you, where are you in the game? Cause I finished uh, it. I don't want to spoil I'm, stuff. Not spoilers. I met, Le- I just got to the Le- Leviathan fight and that is making me cry. I don't want to, <laughs> I just don't want to play it like the, the VR one. Yeah. The VR fight. Yep. You don't have to. I didn't do that. Honestly. You don't have to, but I'm like, but I want everything cause that's a completionist yeah. to me. So I'm like, I gotta, gotta get this. And I'm just like sitting there like crying. I'm like, fuck, I keep dying and dying and dying. I did it a few times and I was like, I'll come back to it later because I know that you can you can go back to chapters and do stuff post game. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so story wise, you're gonna get to some fights near the end. For the most part, that game is like whole squad all the mm-hmm. time um, or three three people versus whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the VR stuff is like one on one, which is really cool. Yeah, it, that game feels completely different when you're playing one on one. And there are some fights later on that are like that, and they feel like. Not exactly, but to me, they, they feel almost like a Bloodborne fight or a Dark Souls fight, where yeah. it's like, I'm doing lots of just, like, uh, like slowly circling with my guard up the entire time, mm-hmm. um, waiting for counters, uh, like, really, really looking for openings, or, like, when I know there's opening, because uh, Kiraga takes longer to cast than Cura and longer mm-hmm. than Cure, and if you get hit in the middle of a cast, it eats mm-hmm. the cast, eats the MP, um, oh, and it yeah, fucking sucks. <laughs> Doing that happen, I'm like, oh, fire go. I just wasted 21 MP. Great. This is yeah, this it's is fine. gone this and nothing's fine. happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's happened so many times to me. And it's the fact that that game can feel it's not that it's hard mechanically, but it's hard. Um, Austin Walker said this playing it like the mental load is really high because mm-hmm. like keeping track of everybody and everything that you're doing constantly is hard in that game until you get used to the rhythm. And especially if you want everyone firing off all the time, you need to be switching characters constantly so that you're building ATP faster. 
Um, so I, I, I would try to find builds where it's just like I don't have to do that as much. Or mm-hmm. late game, man, Tifa all the time. Tifa's like, the best. I don't care what anyone says. You can say her, you like Aerith, you like Cloud. If you're not playing Tifa, I don't want to talk to you. Look, everyone's everyone's good, but Tifa's um, her stagger build is insane. Like how she fast just, she can build stagger and how fast her ADB is. Crap at everything. Just uh, what is it? The uh, the chi trap. Yes, chi trap. Chi trap, amazing. man. Chi trap is wild. Anyway, I, I feel uh, like. The, oh, Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're good. I was going to say, I feel like she, when she uses a cheat trap, she's just living that, um, oh my god, I just forgot her name. Uh, Street Fighter legs. I can't remember. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, Chun-Li. Uh, she's living her Chun-Li fantasy with yes. that every time. What, what's the name of that, DJ? The uh, the Chun-Li, like, the, the energy ball move that she has. Oh, Kikoken? Kikoken? Yeah. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. yeah. Where it doesn't, it doesn't go across anywhere. It's just like, it's in one spot. But, and yeah. it's devastating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like, um, the, the big one that, like, in Marvel vs. Capcom, where it, like, surrounds her. Yes. Or, oh, that's Kako Show. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hold up, you weebs. Real quick. I mean, both would be accurate, but it yeah. is like the size of her. And so <clears throat> Kako Show, I guess, would probably be the right mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, having finished that game, though, and like, you're long enough in this game, Nigel, to know. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's a really big sport to say this. Um, th- this game isn't what, is it, what it says it is at all. No. Like, which no. I love about it because I. If they what, do you just mean, what do you mean by that? It, it's not. It's not a remake. Mm-hmm. It's a it is not. It is not a remake of Final Fantasy VII. It is. It is like uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Like obviously, the game is aware of the events of Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Characters and not fully aware, but like there is obviously some shit going on where things have already happened. The things that we remember playing 20-something years ago mm-hmm. have already happened, and these characters don't know about for some reason. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a multiverse, or time, or I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, mm-hmm. Even after beating it, I'm still just like, I don't know what's going on exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that about it, because mm-hmm. I think making Final Fantasy VII like, beautiful and new and pretty, and making it the exact same as the old game, would have been fine. A lot of people would have really loved it, um, yeah. and it would have been cool, but... Mm-hmm. I really like the idea of like kind of tricking everyone into playing something that's not that. Mm-hmm. My only concern is that after beating it, I could see where it gets. Nomura is directing this, and if you've played Kingdom Hearts, you know that Nomura <clears throat> like there's a point where he just like is incapable of telling a story that makes any sense. Right. And I'm just Final Fantasy VII was already complicated, mm-hmm. and I'm just worried that right now the stuff that's confusing is really cool and really interesting and I'm really excited to see where it goes yeah. but I can easily see this turning into a Kingdom Hearts that's how I felt at the end of a Kingdom Hearts 1 where I was like oh what the fuck this is so cool mm-hmm. and then in Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts 2 and 3 I was just like I don't what what the any what's Kingdom Hearts after 1 what's yeah. happening yeah um, so I'm just worried that moving forward 7 is going to feel like that and I want it to feel like even if it's brand new shit I just want it to like make some sense narratively right but I'm I excited think that's because, fair <laughs> like after you beat this game, I have, I have no idea what part two is gonna look like. Yeah, none. Like I, I can't, I can't with any certainty say that it's gonna be anything from the old game at this right. point, which is yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm really curious about it too. Like, um, Brandon is playing it first. Um, my husband's playing it first right now because I'm, I'm just playing Persona because I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a problem. Yeah, <laughs> I, we know. We know. I love that game so much. <laughs> But um, my husband's almost done with it, so I'm once he's done, then I'm gonna start playing it. But I've been like watching him, like 
play like bits and pieces because I'm like, oh, I want to just like, I want to experience it, like not watching him play it all the way through. But from what I've seen, I'm like, ooh, this looks cool. This looks mm-hmm. really cool. I'm excited. It's, yeah. It's, it's made me feel, it's the most like enchanted by a game I've felt since like Near Automata. Like it gives me yeah. really big Near Automata feelings mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. That's awesome. Um, also, that soundtrack slaps. Like a lot oh, of that soundtrack. Oh yeah, the music's amazing. These reimaginings so of Umatsu stuff. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it's not. A lot of it's brand new shit. And the brand new stuff is like so good. I think the moment I fell in love with music was when the Chocobo remix song comes on. And the hip hop like, one? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I hate this song. It's a garbage song. And I heard it. I was like, wait, this is kind of fire. Shit. <laughs> and I was like, never mind. I, I kind of have a new liking for this song now because of it. <laughs> Dude, hip hop chocobo slaps, it and it's, slaps. it's funny because it it slaps in the way that it it really pulls all of the absolute dumbest, worst tropes of hip hop mm-hmm. music, and then was just like, yo, what if we just did all that stuff and added uh, <laughs> the chocobo into it? Yeah, and just added like chocobo works in it, like that's it. <laughs> and it's so dumb, but it's so good. Um, yeah, the the last thing I'll say about it is, um, and Nigel, you've done this part, but the um, the thing that I I was like blown away by playing it was I think like in the original game however 20 25 years ago whatever it was 1997 so not more than that anyway mm-hmm. 23 years ago I guess anyway yeah um there is there's something magical to me about the the night with uh Aerith where you peace out and you kind of like you've just met this girl she's really interesting and she's immediately pulling you out of her shell because she's like, especially mm-hmm. in this game, because they got the translation, they like more accurately portrayed her as she was in the Japanese game where she's funny and she knows how to get under your skin. She's fucking hysterical. She's, I love that Jesse's thirsty as shit. Yeah. And Aerith is like the less thirsty version of that. But they're both girls who just know how to get a rise out of cloud immediately. Mm-hmm. And he's too awkward to know how to deal with any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very endearing. Um, but in the original game, like that first night where like uh, you fall into the church and you meet Aerith and then you go to her mom's house and her mom's like, yo, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like leave in the middle of the night and you're like, cool, I will. And then she's like, Aerith is like, psych. Uh, like I saw that you left. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go to Walmart. That like, there's something that to me is so like, and I guess it maybe falls into like some panic uh, like manic pixie dream girl trope stuff but like that's really really cool and really nice and just feels like enchanting mm-hmm. and in this game when you go to the collapsed highway and that's sort of your like first time hanging out fighting together this little adventure the music in the collapsed highway is so good the entire time like every track on that area is amazing and specifically the like main track in the area is a really nice mixture of like upbeat but kind of enchanting and magical and like mm-hmm. i don't know i was playing it and i was just like yeah this is this night is beautiful i love this night like what a beautiful time with this awesome person and that was like such a cool feeling to feel again yeah one of the biggest qualms i had from the original final Fantasy seven was i never really bought the love story between Aerith and cloud because mm-hmm. it was so rushed it's so quick and here they they absolutely take their time i'm sorry for the spoilers they take their time and they do it very well and it's written like Two people on a very awkward first date that are very into each other and can't yes. tell each other that, like, hey, I'm into you. And it's done so well to the point where, like, okay, now I understand why they like each other. Now I understand why Cloud's getting nervous and f- freaking out about Aerith constantly. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's believable this time, as opposed to the... I'm not sure if it's because the translations were off in the original game. I'm not sure if they didn't spend enough time with the two characters really talking. But they did a really good job this time around with uh, that love story, and I kind of love it now. As That's exactly to being, like, it. Whatever. Like, Collapsed Highway feels like a first date. Mm-hmm. 
and it's so it's just so dope. And then immediately you get into Wall Market, which is so gay. <laughs> the gayest thing I have seen in a long time, and I live. And it was gay in the old game, but it was like gay panic gay yeah. in the old game. And now it's like, and it, there's still like some problems with Wall Market for sure. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like, nah, it's just like Wall Market's just gay as shit. But and everyone's no cool one is. It. No, no one had a hyper like stereotypical like the queer voice that's used in mm-hmm. media, like and like if anyone was, I guess what you would quantify as like sounded effeminate. It wasn't. It didn't feel slapstick to me. Mm-hmm. It just all these gay characters felt like real gay characters. All the gay dudes in the gym weren't predatory. They just liked fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Uh, was it? Is it Jewel who runs the the place? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's like wearing makeup and is beautiful, but is yep. also like masculine at the same time, like mm-hmm. very gender fluid in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and the 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 guy who runs the uh, Honeybee Inn also very similarly that way. That entire sequence is also that just. is the best. Se- I'm not gonna say anything about it, but it's like the best sequence I've played in a video game in years. I can't. I it's hard. It's hard for me to think of a gayer moment in video exactly. games. To be honest, <laughs> a gayer moment that you like, that yes. you like, and you're not not like making an angry mother b article about because <laughs> like they did it so well they, they clearly went back and did their homework and were like okay we got a lot of gay fans we don't want to offend yeah. them how do we create this this moment that was so controversial in the first game and bring it to to life in in 2020 and they did a and, fantastic job and it feels like he's vibing too like Cloud's <laughs> actually like after he gets like pushed into it he's like yeah eh, and then he's doing it and he's just like okay like i'm here he eats it up <laughs> yeah and i think and I think for a lot of us, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll only speak for myself in this instance, but I remember, like, this is like a year ago, where we saw we saw more footage of the game where mm-hmm. it actually looked more complete. Because before then, it, we were like, this is kind of like a demo, like, this game is never coming out, whatever. And then we got that first trailer that we had seen in months of more, more like, gameplay footage and different scenes from the game. And I was like, hmm are they just going to get rid of that scene altogether? Because I could very well see them just like removing that p- that piece of it altogether and just not addressing it. Um, so I'm really, really happy to hear from, from like fellow queer people and people that are like in like the gaming, the games journalism space that are queer that do write about stuff like this mm-hmm. are coming away, like feeling like, wow, this is actually like a really great set piece like in this mm-hmm. game because it very well could have very easily been really bad and incredibly homophobic and incredibly stereotypical. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy to hear that it just ended up being a a really cool scene and that everyone involved was like just all for it. And it kind of, and, and that makes me feel good because it kind of makes me think of back to Dragon Quest Eleven and mm-hmm. just Silvando in the entire mm-hmm. game. Like, like while they don't say the words that Silvando is gay in the game, there's like there's literally no there's no way that he that he isn't a queer person. And he literally has a coming up story in the game. But it's not about him being queer. It's about him deciding to not become a knight. Um mm-hmm. and the and like the conversation is is like the exact conversation that you could potentially see like it being a coming out story, but they're just not using those words at all. And it's, and it's great. So I'm really glad to see that we're able to get, well, while I, I do wish more things were more explicitly saying like this character is queer rather than just like not using the words, but by showing it through actions, that's one thing. But I think, I think 
what a lot of us want, at least for me, like what I what I would appreciate is characters like addressing that they are queer, like not like saying like, "Hi, I'm so and so, and I'm your healer, and I'm gay," or anything like that. But it's like, <laughs> like in in like passing conversations, like it's like, oh, like my husband or my boyfriend or my partner or whatever, and it being a same sex partner or whatever that looks like, just being able to address that, I think is is really important for again that visibility piece. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm really happy that we're that at least in the past couple of years we've seen JRPGs address queerness and not being afraid of it and doing it like in a really like tasteful and kind way which is great yeah it's definitely a thing where like i you know i'm i'm sure everyone's gonna have different takes on this or different opinions on it as far as um i'm, I'm sure there's gonna be people who do this section of the game and are still just like uh still some problems which there totally mm-hmm. are oh yeah i just know like, for me as uh adjust my camera um <laughs> as like being queer, especially in like nerd media and mm-hmm. stuff that doesn't quite get it, I know that a lot of times we have to kind of like take table scraps, right? Um, of like, oh, hey, whatever we can get, we'll fucking mm-hmm. reach for it. Right. And I do feel like, warts and all, it does seem like they tried, like yeah. they tried mm-hmm. to make it a better mm-hmm. queer experience. There's lines in it, and I don't know what's in the original Japanese, but like, there's lines in it that definitely feel more like this is a celebration and like wall market is like wall market is like, sure. It's this like CD place where there's no laws and like literally uh, Shinra leaves it alone. Like the cops mm-hmm. leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a place where people have like learned to thrive doing like sex workers. Everyone there is like making their money and no one's really bothering them about it. Yeah. And it's not shown as a bad thing. It reminds me, the portrayal of wall market reminds me almost more of like Kabuki Cho in Japan where it's just like, we know all this shit happens here, but right. like we're cool with it existing. And, we're also cool with it in general. Like it's a place for people to go, yeah, uh, and a place for like people to f- to feel apart. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think everyone's gonna get. I can't speak for obviously like the transgender the transgender community mm-hmm. and other communities that I'm not in, but like I think right. that there is. Everyone's gonna take it differently, but yeah. I think overall there's much more there to take it positively. Mm-hmm. Much more reasons great. at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, Final Fantasy set. Uh, lots of Animal Crossing. Um, I, I played through Aladdin for Sega Genesis again. <laughs> yes. Why do you hate yourself? <laughs> well, I know I was. <laughs> well, <laughs> Nigel, that's a different episode in a long time. <laughs> we only have one hour in here. We're not going to spend it. <laughs> we only have one hour, and none of you guys are, are licensed therapists. Licensed therapists. <laughs> um, but there's a lot. There's a lot there. Um, uh, no, I've been streaming some, and what I've been doing is like, like, I'll usually just, like, tweet out or, like, ask in a Discord to be like, hey, who wants, like, anyone want me to play stuff? Here's what I have on hand. And, like, lots of retro stuff. I have an Xbox um, in my office now, so, like, I can do Games Pass stuff, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone was like, Aladdin for Genesis. And I was like, all right. That game is hard. That game is it very is hard. not as hard mm-hmm. as I remember mm-hmm. it. Because I definitely beat it. And it wasn't, like, that big of a deal. The Super like, Nintendo one is very hard. Like I haven't played the Capcom one. one. So that um, one was developed by Capcom, and that one yes. is very hard. <laughs> Virgin Interactive did the Genesis one. Yes, I think. yes. Um, which is also quite hard. I need to play the, the Super Nintendo one, though. Mm, but that, and then all of us are playing Animal Crossing, I'm sure. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah um, I, think I, I think I spent, what, like two or three hours just like going back and forth between my island and Ruben's island selling turtles. Oh, making that money? <laughs> Thank you so much, because now I have 10 million bells in my bank. Yeah, that's around where I'm at. I just told people because I was like, well, I can't. If if I time travel to go get turnips, 
um, I'll lose this and then no one will benefit from it. So just like, just give me some tips. Every time you come to my island to like mm-hmm. take advantage and make your trips, just give me some tips. So I ended up with about the same from people. Yeah. Um, but if I've already terraformed my island a bunch. Yeah. I have more of it to do and terraforming is actually free. But the main thing was um, I did like last week, two weeks ago, was like blowing four million in infrastructure changes. I'm just mm-hmm. like moving everyone's house. Yeah. Making ramps, making bridges. So now that's done. Now I'm just going to blow money on like decorating everything because mm-hmm. my house is a, my house is like a there's nothing in it right now it looks terrible oh no my my house looks like a fucking shack it's it a, looks like it, I just the, got on the inside yeah the dumpsters <laughs> that people are making like the dumpster rooms yeah yes like it it just it's it's like a smattering of it's like you buy all that stuff off of craigslist it's like mm-hmm. oh we mo- you moved out of your college apartment into like your own place and you, you brought get that all this stuff from your grandfather. Like. Right, right. It's it's very that. It's giving me it's giving me that energy and I really need to spend more time like doing that now that I've actually built like an actual neighborhood, which is what I was trying mm-hmm. to build for such a long time and again, like that that took millions like of bells to even get it to to that point. So Yeah, I think you saw my island after I I did most of my yeah. moving changes, which was yeah. like making a very like symmetrical laid out thing mm-hmm. and the Im- entire like southern half of my island now i have to figure out like what i want to do with it yeah like because that's I, gonna all be stuff mm-hmm. yeah because i because like, again yeah, every all like for for those of you that are listening like in ruben's island like all of like the the houses and the like shops and everything are at like the back part of the island Mm-hmm. And it's like all like different levels. It's really nice. It's got like the like the Japanese style like um, uh, like walls and everything, and like the different and like the ramps and stuff. It's really cute. I like it. Mine. I don't know what mine is supposed to look like, but it's got like two little like neighborhoods, and then like my house is like a perch above everything. <laughs> so oh, same. Like, yeah. like, I am the king of this island. Yeah, like like a, has like a water feature. With a with like its own like iron bridge leading up to my house, I felt like such a dick when I did that because like Aaron's like I like to like live near my villagers and I'm like no fuck that and I was like no <laughs> no I'm I gonna mean, live on a tier that no one else lives on no one else lives on this elevation I see you live in that Midgar fantasy I oh mean <laughs> the reason I mean in the, <laughs> on the top plate the 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 biggest reason oh, why they dropped the plate mm. <laughs> I don't live there. Oh my, oh my god it crushed sherb oh no um i specifically built my my home away from all of my villagers because of one villager that i had because of sheldon oh sheldon. because sheldon came to my fucking island and was talking shit. He sent me, he sent me a letter and was like, "Hey DJ, I want to give you this gift even though you have noodle arms. I want you to have this gift. We can what? still be friends." I'm like, "Nah, uh-huh. fuck that and fuck you, Sheldon. Get, get, get the, the fuck get off of my island." And the second I saw and the second I saw that little like cloud balloon bubble over his head, he was like, "I'm thinking about leaving." I'm like, "Bye bitch. Deuces, please kick rocks. Get the fuck off of my island. I never want to see you again. Never come back to Donatsu ever again. Leave." Listen, as long as like that's bad, but as long as you don't have Sheldon or not Sheldon, uh, Barreled. No, I don't like, I, have I, y'all. I, have y'all seen? Just everyone, do do me a favor, real quick. Okay, I gotta Google Barreled, B A R O L D. 
B-A-R-O-L-D. Barreled is the worst, the creepiest. Oh, yeah. oh no! <laughs> I would say, I would say, maybe racist. Just a little. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm gonna put. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Save it. Let me save this image. <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Beryl's bad, y'all. Okay. And he's not I'm, nice. Beryl's I'm, not nice. He's creepy. One second. <laughs> I. Beryl's the only animal in the game where I was like, Japan, please. Oh my god. Hold on. Where is he? Oh, there it is. There it is. Got it. Got it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-oh. This. Are you putting him in the chat? Are you I'm, putting him I'm putting stream? him on the stream. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> Oh, no. I need to look at the stream now. Oh, no. I just looked at it. He's just sitting there. EJ, you're right. Oh, no. Yeah, that. I have. I have so, uh, someone in chat just said Beardo's pretty. I have Beardo, and I hate Beardo as well. He's terrible. <laughs> this fucking AV club motherfucker wearing a fucking. <laughs> We're in that like lum shirt. Oh no! <laughs> you know, you know that he's a weeb. Being like, yeah, he's a weeb. My Urase Atsiere shirt. <laughs> Not belly pubes. Beardo does have belly oh, pubes. Oh no! Look at Beardo. Oh, Beardo's no. got a belly, and he just—he's like he's Porky Piggin. He's Donald Duckin, and he's got. Those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, but sis is serving. Hold on, wait, <laughs> wait. Wait, how is the servant? Wait, Wait sis I feel like, is I serving. Feel like I, if, if you Google image search, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Sis is serving. I'm putting it in the chat. Is it this cowboy one? <laughs> she is serving. God damn it, DJ. I put it in the chat. DJ. <laughs> She's serving. Wait, hold on. Oh my god, this is so funny. This is so funny to me. I'm putting, it in, I'm putting it in the I'm putting it in the stream. Uh, so that you can see it on the Twitch stream. Hold on. It's, save it. It's so Save image it's as like there we cowboy, go. Cowboy Beardo with that fucking tumbleweed pubic hair. <laughs> Sis is serving. Look at her. Yes. <laughs> A serve, bitch. She's serving. Don't don't put that next to me. <laughs> <laughs> don't <put that> <laughs> Just leave it right there. Just leave it right there. <laughs> I don't like this podcast. Anymore. <laughs> I'm literally gonna cry. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Woo! Oh, I needed that. I needed that laugh. That was amazing. <laughs> Beardo is Beardo's too much. Serving. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> He's on my island still. I gotta get him away. I gotta yeah. get him off. Oh, so this this is how bad <clears throat> this is how bad I am. So okay, talk to me. These are uh, these are NFC chips, blank NFC chips. I bought off eBay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I pulled out my old Nexus tablet because it has NFC on it. If you have any Android phone, you can do this. You can download not from the Google Store anymore, but just like from GitHub, Tagmo, which is a NFC writer. Um, and then you can download the files for all the Animal Crossing Amiibo cards. Wow. So it's just like, any of these like 400 motherfuckers? Which one do you want? 
I'll make you the amiibo for I, it. I can't say anything because Aaron is sending me an Apollo card. So. I know she was. I was like, Nigel's on the stream. Do you want to say hi to Nigel? Can't say, you can't say like, shit. She was like, I haven't sent him the Apollo card. Though. Like, Aaron, come say hi. I'm not mad. I promise. Oh my god. Oh, uh, I need to. I'll tell her. I'll be like, Nigel said, come say hi. She's like, I don't be on stream. I look a mess, and I was like, whatever. You look perfect. I mean, Shut we up. all we yeah. look like a mess. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, Brandon's the same way. He's like, let me know when you're not on stream so I can come out of the room. I'm like, you can't ever. <laughs> can we can we write Nintendo to de- delete Barreled, please? <laughs> please? Just delete Barreled. Okay, so um, I, I do, I do want to say that I have had a change of heart over one of my, my villagers. So initially, when I started the game... Pietro came to my island, and I was like, get this fucking clown that shit clown. off of my fucking island. Get it off of my island. But then, was one day, I was like running around my island, <clears throat> excuse me, and I had like a boombox at like the town square, and just have the music playing, and I just see Pietro just like, vibing. And then this is doing wee me wee me wee 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 wee. I was like, this is so cute. I love it. Pietro is vibing, vibing at like nine o'clock at night in the in like the town square, just like singing bops. And I was like, you know what? You can stay. <laughs> I gotta find. There's video. Someone posted a video of uh, Pietro, like vibing, but he would like forget the words every couple notes. So he'd be like, mm. rrr, 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 and then look sad for a yes, second. Yes, yes, like, yes. It was that. <laughs> it was that. Did and I'm I was like, like, "You can stay, sis. It's fine." Can you, pl- after filling that lip sync, you let her stay? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she she won the lip sync. <laughs> she was. Serving. I don't know. How you win the lip sync. She was song, serving. Okay. Um, okay, DJ. Well, you'll never judge. Uh, <laughs> no. And then and then I got a, I got a cutie. I got Judy. She's like a pink and blue <gasps> bear. And she's Judy's got those new, ani- those, those new anime, those mm-hmm. anime eyes. I'm like, sis, sis, you, you were like made specifically for me. And then I didn't know that Cookie was actually like the best girl ever. Cookie mm-hmm. is a weeb. She's like, DJ, what do you like to do for fun? And one of the options you could say was like, watch anime. And Cookie was like, oh my God, let's, let's hang out. Let's watch some anime. I want to watch whatever your favorite show is. We'll, we'll like binge it, everything. I'm like, Cookie. You're about ride or die, bitch. I think <laughs> Cookie Rosie can stay. also has some weeboo shit. Because mm-hmm. I love Rosie and like Rosie's similar style. I was talking to Rosie and she was like, she said about like watching like train love. She's like, it's a show about trains are in love. And I'm like, that's real. <laughs> 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 that's real. That's real anime. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh it's, my God. It's a good, it's a good game. It's a really good game. And now that like I have, we, I think, for a lot of us, once we got access to all of the tools, it yes. became mm-hmm. way more fun. Because like the first, the first two two weeks, quote unquote, the actual like two weeks in the game, are pretty rough because like you're just waiting for all that stuff to actually build out, so you have access to do everything. But now, once you have access to all like the pro designer tools and the terraforming and all that stuff, it's it's so much fun. There's so much to I don't, do. I don't blame people for like time traveling so much early on especially just to get access to that stuff yeah um, i totally respect and understand people who don't do that yeah they're just like i want to experience the game a day at a time and it be chill vibes and whatever but i was like nah like i want a money please <laughs> and also just like i want to just be able to do shit like yeah. let me just do shit mm-hmm. i did that for like the first week i'm like i just want the game to just like 
vibe, like how the game is supposed to vibe. And then I was like, but I want to do this, this, and this. Mm. Oh, so let me just go in here. <laughs> internet, <laughs> system you, settings. You, system, system settings. Don't look at the internet for the actual date and time. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. But um, it, I've, I've been really enjoying that game a lot. Like, I, for me personally, like, I, I really like New Leaf. I enjoyed New Leaf a lot. But the biggest thing for me, like, I didn't really connect with the game at all. And I mm-hmm. think the biggest thing for me is that in this game, the fact that I'm actually able to make a character that looks just like me, it helps me, like, really connect to that world a lot more. And, like, oh, like, this is me, like, in my little town with, like, all these animals. And, like, I get to build a town, like, however I want it to be. And, like, I get to express myself the way that I want to express myself. And it, like, that in and of itself for me, I think, really helped, really hooked me into the game this time. And also just, like, the quality of life things that have changed. Like, there are still a lot of things that I wish that you could do differently in Animal Crossing. Um, or wish they would add, like, as, like, as they patch the game and add more stuff in the future. But mm-hmm. I've, I've been really enjoying the experience a lot. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a series that I previously was never able to get into. And I was always like, man, I wish I could get into that. Because, like, uh, my partner, like, super loves it. And a lot mm-hmm. of my friends really love it. Yeah. Um, but, uh yeah i just couldn't and then this game is just i think it which is this is silly but it has enough structure early on yeah. to be like yo do these things right mm-hmm. and that structure usually has payoff that you can see mm-hmm. that's very obvious yeah and having that actually really helped me of just being like cool i have a structure because uh, like i don't know it's weird as someone who does a lot of like creates a lot of content and like is a comedian and all this other stuff i feel like outside of that i'm not the most creative person yeah. as far as just like out of nothing making stuff. I like mm-hmm. to have structures that I get to modify or play right. in. Right. And then I feel very creative. Um, but without some structure, I have a harder time. So I think the structure in this game really helped me a lot. Yeah, me too. I, I agree with that. Like I felt like I, I came away from it feeling the same way. Um, and that, yeah. Cause I think, cause you and I are a lot of like in the, in this aspect room, since we both do like a lot of creative work, like outside of our day jobs and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, when it's video game time, I don't want to have to, like, be creative to, like, yeah. do, mm-hmm. like, I'm already doing that for so many hours of the day. Like, I want to, like, I want to be, like, led through an experience. I want to be, like, I want to, like, be able to jump into this world and just experience what, like, this team has, like, created all together. But that's why, like, I'm not really, like, I didn't buy Mario Maker 2 because I'm, like, I'm just not, like, I know that I'm not going to, like, appreciate that game the way that it should be appreciated, so I just didn't play it. That's, I refuse to make levels in it. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not. I'm like I'm not doing I will that. Not. I'm not doing that. I'm not a level designer. That's not. That's not what I do. Um, so Animal Crossing gives. I think it gives you. It gives you just enough like creativity tools to where like the 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 scope of the tools are still very limited, but you can still do. You can still do a lot with with like how limited those features are, and I think it's just the right amount for me to feel like okay, like. I don't mind doing this. This is fine. Yes. Like, oh, arranging how I want, like, the flowers to be or, like, making a jacket or a t-shirt or something. Like, that. Like that's fine. But, mm-hmm. like, if we're talking, like, Little Big Planet, Mario Maker, like, no. I, I no. Like, <clears throat> no. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I mean, we kind of went off into, like, a huge Animal Crossing tangent mm-hmm. from there. I mean, but I think all of us are playing it, so it's, yep. yeah, so that's... That's fair, but um, um, I guess yeah. Now it's my turn to talk about what I'm playing outside of Animal Crossing. Um, mm-hmm. Persona Five Royal. So I'm playing that. 
Um, as someone who, oh, excuse me, <clears throat> Persona 5 up until Dragon Quest Eleven was my favorite JRPG that I have played over the past 10 years. Mm. Um, Persona 5 has a lot of problems. Persona 5 Royal still has a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, is it still one of my favorite games that I've ever played, like JRPGs that I've ever played? 100%. Like, it's still really, really good amidst its issues. Um, and I wasn't sure how, how much, how much, how different the game would be from the get-go, because I think the new character, Kasumi, you don't really, like, get her until much later in the game. Um, but she's woven into the plot from the very beginning, and it doesn't feel like they've, like, deliberately tacked something on. She feels like she's actually been woven into the plot, like she was supposed to have been there from the get-go anyway. So it's made this experience a lot more interesting and fun for me, and this time I'm playing the game with a 100% guide so that I can get all the stuff. Because I think before, even though like I, I played through Persona 5, beat it, loved it, um, I missed out on certain character stories and abilities that would have served me better in the late game had I followed a guide that kind of set me up for success towards the mid-game to the, to the end game. And this guide that I'm using right now is from Samurai Gamers. Um, mm-hmm. is really is really really good, um, and I've I've already like messed up on the guide, but um, but I'm trying to like make up for it in areas where I can, um, but I'm still pretty much for the most part I'm like ninety percent still on track with what the guide is saying, mm-hmm. um, but I'm having a lot of fun revisiting th- this char- these characters and these stories again, and I think for me because we talked about this in our Persona Five episode a couple years ago when the game came out that for the kind of like traumatic situations that your cast is put through, there wasn't an opportunity for the characters to kind of reflect on that experience and Mm -hmm. talk about kind of like where they're at mentally and emotionally after those experiences happen. And they address that by adding another confidant in the game by adding the, the high school counselor. Um, Mm -hmm. That's that confidant. So after, so if you've, okay, this is hard because Persona 5 came out in 2017 and it's 2020, but we have a new game and they've added new shit. So light Persona 5 royal spoilers. Um, so you can mute me if you want to like not listen to this. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this, um, maybe skip ahead, like maybe 30 seconds to a minute. Um, after you beat um, Kamashita's palace, which is the first palace in the game. And that deals a lot with with On and her like being with the with the gym with like the with the volleyball uh, uh, coach mm-hmm. and that whole situation and how she was like I'm putting myself in this situation to save my friend and I like that's this is the only way that I know that I can help her and. Right after this, when you kind of unlock the after the events of that is is where they they you have another school assembly and the school assembly is like hi so we this is our school counselor Maruki and he is going to be here as a resource for you guys to kind of like talk about how you're feeling about what happened with the whole thing with Kamoshida and, and any resources that you might need in the future he will be available to you and so you as part of the story 
you have to go to counseling. Like, you have to go speak to the counselor. One, to get the confidant, but two, like, you are required to go to see him. And then in the text message chain that you have with Ryuji and the protagonist, Ahn's like, you guys should go see him. Like, I know we're required to see him, but, like, you guys really need to make an effort to go see him. And the whole first thing, because I think that the biggest thing that, that, that Ruben and I had problems with, with, with Ahn in particular, with what happened to her in the first palace, going into the the palace with uh, Madarame, which is where you get um, uh, Yusuke, is the fact that she's then put into a similar position again to where she was with Kamoshida. And, like, the the two other boys in your party were like, no, 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 you, like, you need to do this. Like, you're the only one that can do this. So what's great is that when you watch the, the counseling session between On and the, the counselor of the school, she talks about how, like, I feel so much better that I was able to, that, that, like, this whole situation is over. Like, I feel vindicated from this. I just want my friend to be okay. Like, I am okay. Like, I am good. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that she was able to kind of, like, talk through her emotions through that whole, through that whole situation, I think was what was needed for, I think, for, for both me and Ruben to kind of feel, like, a little bit better about that situation. I still think that situation that they put her in still sucks. And mm-hmm. to, to get to the goal of what they wanted to 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 get into Madarame's palace. Like I still don't like that set piece. I feel like they could have done something different like, in general. But I do appreciate the attempt to at least address her where she is emotionally and mentally after that situation that happened to her. And you get to go through that with Ryuji as well, with his feelings on the whole thing with Kamoshida for him, since he since they used to be on the track team and all of that stuff, and then you as a protagonist, how that made you feel by being the new kid, and then him, like, chastising you from the get-go, and all that. So it does a really good job of addressing that kind of trauma that kind of came from that situation, since it direct, since it directly affects your your player characters in the game, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, Persona tends to, I mean, Persona 5 specifically, I think, plays pretty loose and fast with sexual assault as a plot device, but not mm-hmm. as a real, not as a real thing. Right. Um, which, I mean, like, I think some aspects of culture in Japan does that as well, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. Uh, and anything that causes, like, uh, I think some of the aspects of, not that we're much better about it here in the States. Right, means, right. But, like, things that are, uh, anything that's, like, mental related, like, or, like, uh, anxiety or depression or trauma mm-hmm. as a culture, it's, like, doesn't always do the best job with. And so it sounds like that's still there to some degree, but it sounds mm-hmm. like they at least tried to yeah. like rectify it a little bit. I'm, I am curious. I know the current persona director is, I don't, there's rumors that he's not working on the next game on, on P six, mm-hmm. I guess, whenever that comes out. Yeah. And I'm curious to see if there'll be a change because that, that director does seem to, um, tend to push things in a, in a, in a way that, I think it could always be done better. And I'm glad to hear that Royal um, addresses it some, because I, I really loved playing uh, Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm going to sink another hundred and something hours into Persona again, yeah. just to like mm-hmm. get what is, I don't know, probably five, ten hours of new content, I'd imagine. Um, from, what I'm, from what I'm seeing, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like a whole another semester of school. Yes. Yeah. After, like after yeah. the, I guess the game goes on past where it normally does. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I'm glad that that's there. I mean, I'm glad that they're, 
Even if it's like again in the in this community taking table scraps though, right? Right. Of just like hey, it's glad to see some some movement in the right direction. An please. attempt, <laughs> yeah. At least so some rarely there's just attempt. none. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I've been really I've really been enjoying it. Again, um, the the combat is just as snappy and fun. That gameplay loop is still really good. Um, mm-hmm. They've added um, the palaces are even different from so from the first game. It's not just here's all the same stuff again. Like they went back and re and added new stuff to every palace in the game. You have a grappling hook now in the game. So there are mm-hmm. certain areas of the palace that you can now access because you have this grappling hook. Um, and there's like a new, um, there's new treasures that you can get that are in every palace. There are like three of them and they like give you like lots of lots of rewards. Um, Mementos has been has been uh, tooled a little bit differently too because there's now this little this cute little kid character. His name is he's the name cutest. Is, his name I is Jose. So he's so cute. He's so so cute. And um, basically, in uh, Mementos, there are flowers. He's like, hey, like if you're here, like can you help me? Like cl- anytime you collect these flowers, I'll give you stuff if you bring the flowers to me. And it's really cute. It's really really cute. Like the UI is really really fun and really sweet when you interact with him. Like it's just it's just as stylish as I remember. It's just as fun as I remember. The new remixes and new songs that they've added are really really great. Um, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun. They've added new art for the characters from when like they're talking, like in like the huh. in the UI, yeah, like, like the mm-hmm. reactions. There's like new ones. Um, it's really it's really good. It's still really good. Um, I'm having a lot of fun. They added this like thieves den thing, which is like this little area to where you get like little like trophies and rewards for, for like progressing in the game. So you can display all the characters personas. You can display like different themes from like the different palaces. So I chose the Kamashita one. Cause it's just like rose petals flying everywhere. So mm-hmm. like, it's, it's really cool. Like they added a bunch of really cool like things that you can do in the game and guns are way more um, useful in this game. So a thing I never used in the first game. Right. So that's the thing, right? So because if you use a gun and you emptied all of your bullets, you would not have access to the gun again until you left the palace and came back. So now your gun reloads after every battle. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah so there's actually so there so the 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 enemies that the shadows that were actually um, uh, weak to gun skills, you can actually like utilize it and not feel like you have to be so like stingy with mm-hmm. the gun. So it's it's really it's been really cool. So I actually have been buying nicer guns for the characters to have because it actually plays a bigger role in this game. So this does make me feel like whenever Persona Six comes out, comes out that I should just wait for two years because <laughs> there is like Persona always does this. Like uh, mm-hmm. P four did it with the Golden, where it was yeah. just like you can play P four, but there's going to be a much better version of it in like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, which because I just I just don't. I don't think I have the time to invest in 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 a JRPG twice. That's that where long. the fuck are you going? Right now, you got well, I mean, <laughs> other other games. There's so yeah. many. I have True. all the Yakuza games on mm-hmm. back catalog mm-hmm. to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to be Aladdin a couple more times. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played Destiny in forever. You so. haven't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seen. I know. I'm sorry, Nigel. Nigel, are you playing on PS4 or PC? I'm playing it on everything. Everyone's like, okay. hey, come play on Xbox. I'm like, cool, I'll go over, zip over to Xbox. Like, play on PS4. And I'm like, go to PS4. I'm ever going to Wow. Wow. I need, I need to just, I need to have someone to play with. Mm-hmm. Because, I, well, yes, well, <laughs> talk, talk to me. Um, no, I just need to have someone to play with because I, I've, like, thankful, honestly, in a good way, as much as I love Destiny, 
like it has been helpful to give me time to play other games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just need to figure out like how do I play Destiny and get to a point where I'm doing my daily maintenance stuff and I'm still progressing at the rate that I want to and it's still fun for me while playing other things. Because previously when I've, I've played Destiny, it's just like, cool, all I'm doing is playing Destiny and nothing but, I'd say as Nigel's Destiny uh, headphones become... Yeah, cool. I know, right? Yeah, just like, <laughs> he's like, what? You're, you're talking what? about I can't what? hear you. I can't hear you. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. Oh, because it's such a it's such a good game. Like it's such it's one of the best shooters. It's so fun. It does all the MMO shit right mm-hmm. that I like mm-hmm. without it being too demanding. But I'm just like, how do I how do I balance this? Oh, um, two more quick things. Um, I beat Tokyo Mirage Session since we've been in the pandemic. Yeah. Um, that game is so fun front to back. It it's really 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 good really good really cute. If you want like a light Persona game, um, that has some stuff from uh a fucking uh fire, fire, fire emblem in it uh it's a bit yeah. shorter too right? it's, it's only it's 40 hours yeah okay i could yeah mm, okay yeah it's uh, the game is only six chapters but yeah it's a span of like 40 hours um so that's, where, like, that's where i'm at right now where i'm like give me that 40 hour game yeah, life it is like, it is final for- fantasy 7 was the perfect amount of time yeah like yeah it took him sessions was really good i when i got past where i left off on the Wii U version of the game, I'm like, great. So this is all new to me because I haven't mm-hmm. done any of this stuff. Um, it was really fun. It was really, really cute. Uh, again, fantastic combat system. Visuals are great. Um, the the thing that I liked the most, which I think they lifted that from Tokyo Mirage Sessions and put that in Persona. Um, so what they what they had were called they were called like ad lib performances in um, mm-hmm. in Tokyo Mirage Sessions, where two characters would do. I mean, it would require you to like to trigger a certain amount of sessions, and it would happen randomly, and you'd press like one or uh, L L two or R two, and it would activate like the special little cutscene with two characters doing a combined attack together. Um, they mm-hmm. they added something like that in Persona Five Royal with like the baton pass stuff, and then mm-hmm. characters being able to t- two characters teaming up to do these really cool like cinematic team up attacks. That's I haven't gotten I haven't unlocked those yet in Persona Five Royal, but. Those are some of my favorite like little like character moments in Tokyo Mirage Sessions because they were like really fun. They were really cute and like kind of gave you more, um, more kind of like backstory behind the characters. Kind of gave you more of like their dynamics and their personalities, which is really cool. So I really enjoyed that. And um, yeah, like I love that game. And then um, I'm playing Grand Blue, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's really, mm-hmm. it's really, really fun. I like that game a lot. Uh, Adlib performances is like. Sounds like the widest way to say freestyle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, like one of those ad-lib performances where yeah. like they just make it up. Yeah, where they just so like cool. do stuff. You go with the rhythm, you know? Yeah. That's yeah, so crazy, you know? Like they're like on beat too. Yeah. How do they do that? Like how do you just like do that? Yeah. Just <laughs> feel rhythm. And I'm like, Gloria Stefan has some things to say to you. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, that's, that's where I'm, I, I, get, I guess it's everything in terms of what we were all playing. Yeah, Which is a fun little conversation. Yeah. Um, so let's see what else we got here on this list. Um, we um, want to talk about what you're what you're watching and when you're not playing games during this pandemic. Anything new? Anything yeah, fun? Do you want to talk? What are you Tell watching, Nigel? Uh, I'm watching Yu Hakusho Show because my partner he is a big anime <laughs> baby, imma- immaculate. The flavor. And, the flavor. And he has never watched a lot of these old animes, so we're going back and watching them, and he's like. 
in love with Yu Yu Hakusho because he's like, it's great because it's about this kid and his three boyfriends and how they're fighting demons constantly together. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's basically the show. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the girls are there to like support and cheer them on. They're not really part of the story. And I'm like, that's kind of sexist and you're accurate. Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> like, the misogyny jumped out. <laughs> it did. Yeah. It did. And you're then he's like, for saying it, it's sexist for being there. Yeah. And, and we're finally to the point where Genkai is doing things in the show. And yeah. she, he's like, I love this old lady. I want her to ruin me horribly. So, we're oh. having a great time with you, Yuck, so. He's going to be upset in a couple of episodes. <laughs> he is going to be upset. He's going to be gonna real say, mad. <laughs> say what's going to happen. Yes. Uh, people who have never watched it. Uh, I started watching uh, Tower of God. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's Country Crunchyroll original. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm liking aspects of it. I still need to get more. I'm only on episode two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, episode two. Um, so, we'll see how that goes. Um, I am. I just finished Keep Your Hands Off Easy Oaken. Um, so which good. if you have never watched, please go watch. This is incredible. <laughs> the, the flavor is immaculate. Oh never tasted anything like this before. It's so Just... good. It's so fucking good. I, I watched like, the first episode and I was like, fuck this, my entire day is gone. It's so heartwarming. Like, yeah. it's just like, especially Perfect. if you create at all, and if you don't create, mm-hmm. it'll make you want to create. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's so, it's also like, sadly realistic in so many ways where it's oh, yeah. like, all right, here's here's all the sacrifices you have to make or the compromises you have to make to mm-hmm. like get this shit you want to get done done and <sighs> it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um I haven't watched you hawk show guys. Do you it. You should watch that. Do it. Absolutely watch that. Watch it and watch the dub like the dub is really good. <laughs> I have a lot of friends mm-hmm. that are like that swear by it and I just that, never gotten around to that, watching it. That that Funimation dub is real good. And it's one of those it's one of those things where they did the they did the one thing that I did like that they did for like between the like 2004 to like 2010 when anime came over they would like localize the theme song and sing it. Yes. So Dragon Dragon. Watch the Dragon Dragon. Exactly. No, no 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 no. We're not talking no. about Rock the Dragon. Smile Bomb is amazing. We're, we're just talking about Smile Bomb but just sung in English mm-hmm. and uh-huh. honestly a bop. It is. It is. Uh, Alan listens to it in that part the of his workout. Opening is not a bop. It's not. Dragon, dragon, no, rock the dragon is not. A, is not a bop. It's a flop. It's, it's butt rock, and we are not. <laughs> I'm not here for butt rock. No, Someone thank you. didn't play any of the Sonic Adventure games. I guess. Oh <laughs> no, so, no, 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 no! Don't you dare. You can't. Com- dare. You can't compare where you don't compete. The butt so, rock of Sonic Adventure. I'm sorry. Um, Sonic Adventure is nothing but butt rock. Yeah, but it's nothing but butt rock bops. Dragon Dragon Rock the, Dra- Rock the Dragon the is not a bop. It is a flop. I will say Escape the City is amazing. Escape yes. from the City is iconic. Escape from the City. And also you put like, that on and a bunch of gays will just start singing out the goddamn <laughs> And please just go back and listen to the the knuckle, Dragon Dragon. Kn- the dragon. No. Just the knuckle go stages. Back. Go listen to like Pumpkin <laughs> Hill, Aquatic Minds, like I hate those stages, all, all the rap stages. Yeah. Slap. yeah. Cause they're like knuckles wraps. Take they a dive just... to aquatic minds. Like it's it's fucking stupid. I love it so much. Knuckles was they're like knuckles is for the culture. Is what yeah. it is. I mean, knuckles is black. Period. Yeah, yes. knuckles is Same black. Like piccolo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> knuckles and piccolo, black, easy. Um, I always try to look at when I look at them. I'm like, who's who's Latino? Who can I claim for the Latino? Because you guys uh, got Piccolo and you guys got Knuckles, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we got everything. You can. I'm like, Big the Cat, not Latino. No, no. <laughs> no. Big the Cat is white culture. <laughs> Amy could be Latina. <laughs> yes! I'm gonna, Real I'm gonna sweet, stop. but carries a gigantic camera to beat you up with, could be Latina. 
That's just my sister-in-law. Um, <laughs> uh, the other thing I've been watching is Drag Race Season 12, because mm-hmm. I okay, like, Olympics. I'll try it. Yeah, Drag Gay Race, Olympics. Drag Race. Let's Rock the Drag it. Race. Okay, um, so, so, so we're going so we're to have a Drag Race moment. Let's, <laughs> Can we so, change the Drag Race theme to that, please? <laughs> drag Race, Drag Race. Rock the Drag Race. It would be better than the themes that they currently have that they've had for 12 seasons. Oh my god. Um, but um, if you haven't, gays, queers, if you are watching Drag Race um, or you're behind on Drag Race, um, I want to ta- ta- talk about it with you for a minute, Nigel. Rakeem just said in the chat that uh, Rogue is Sonic's version of J-Lo, and this is right. Rogue is the most lefty. <laughs> she's hot, but she's got to fuck you over and steal your shit. That's yes. the most Latina shit in the world. <laughs> okay, yeah. so season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race um, is... So it's... Okay, so I'm going to set the stage for some of our listeners that might not might not watch Drag Race or haven't watched Drag Race in a while, and for, and for various reasons that are all very good reasons why they're not watching Drag Race. Um, so... Season 12 of Drag Race already started off on such an awkward foot because one of the contestants was outed as, like, a serial Ooh. catfisher and was, like, doing really horrid shit to people that she was catfishing. So she was disqualified from the competition. This was, like, this came out, like, the week before or, like, the week of the show premiering. So basically, like, all the all the other contestants that are on the show... Like, their experience is kind of marred by this person being a piece of shit. So, that's already one kind of, like, thing against the whole season. And so what they've done um, is they basically have cut her out of every scene possible that they could, like, theoretically cut her out of in the show. Like, (laughs) whenever they do, like, the run... So, like, at the end of the show, they always do, like, oh, the runway category is whatever, whatever. And they all, like, wear their looks or whatever. They don't show her at all. They don't show that queen at all. They've cut her out of every scene they possibly can with her. Does it feel weird? Does it feel like we no. can tell that they cut it out? Um, no? Okay. No. It's weird when she wins. It's, it's weird when I she wins that. when she wins like the <laughs> challenge. It's like, oh, that's right. You're still here. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen her do anything. It's just like the winner is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Al- well, this, al- quote, unquote, allegedly. Allegedly. Let me say that for the record. Allegedly. Um, mm. But like with this whole situation, like. It, it sucks for the girls that are there because there are, like, so... Like, this season has a lot of really good, really, really good they like, do. drag queens. Really do. Re- fun, funny, beautiful, like, ta- Heidi and talent. Closet is the funniest thing Drag Race has ever gotten. The, like, hands down. Yeah, like, Heidi in Closet is on... Because what's, what's weird is that when I watched uh, um, interviews with the queens before the season aired, like, Heidi kept saying, that, like, saying, like... Like, oh, like, like, like I didn't do... Like, I, she kept, like, alluding that like, she didn't do well on the show. But, like, I'm glad that that isn't the case because she's been doing very well this season. She's great. Um, and people that I thought wouldn't go home have gone home. And yep. people that I didn't think would step up to the plate have stepped up. And I'm really surprised. So, there... I mean, I really wish that Drag Race would continue to, like, showcase different types of drag. It's still very much rooted in, like glamour really really pretty like there aren't any like bearded queens on the show or like queens that are, are, are like drag kings or anything like that on the show so i wish the show would kind of evolve in that sense and i still wish the show would evolve um with like the types of challenges that they're doing the jokes that they're kind of doing because like some of the skits are not good um some of them have been really good like this last week's mm-hmm. episode was fantastic where they had to make their own like product or brand or whatever mm-hmm. like probably like the funniest episode that i've seen in drag Race in a really long time 
And the musical episode that they did was actually probably one of the best ones that I've seen in a really long time, too. Like they've, they, those things have been getting exponentially better and better and better. Um, but I, I, I honestly, at this point, I don't know who my top three is. Um, I, cause like the girls are just surprising me that are on the show mm-hmm. right now. So it's, it's crazy. Um, and, um, mayor, mayor, my oracles in the chat was saying that, um, we should watch Dragon. Yes. I've watched Dragula. It's so good. Like if you, great. if you want to see like a different, like side mm-hmm. of drag, like watch that. Like it's more of what I was talking about, what I would want to see on drag race, but I'm glad there's another show that's out there that can fill that void that drag race doesn't that doesn't fill so i'm like please make more like drag competition shows like that do different things so drag race can be whatever it wants to be and then they we have other options so i hope that that happens in the future but the season's a weird one only because of like all the controversies that's been surrounding it but the girls that are there are super talented um and i will stand by this rock'em sakura got robbed like she should not she have gone robbed. on. She got robbed. Every mm-hmm. look that she has posted online of what she would have done for each have challenge slayed. have been perfect. Have been so good. Every single one has been so good. Rock got get rock on a magical voice. Just bring, yeah. bring her on. I mean, we're. I'm going to talk to her because we're friends on Twitter. So I'm, I'm like sis. <laughs> oh, like, get her on here. Like sis. Please. She's the only person I know because I don't usually watch Drag Race because mm-hmm. like I'm not. Mm-hmm. Drag is fine. I'm just not huge into drag myself yeah. personally because I don't love camp. Like it's just not something I, oh, I, God, I, I super love. And drag I is. I think the so campiest of us all is uh, not into camp. What are you, Nigel? <laughs> God, I love camp. Of course, of course, Nigel says that, and I'm here going. But yeah, um, oh my God, gag. Um, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, maybe it says I'm only I'm allowed to camp. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Rockham is like the only person I see people talking about on Twitter. She was because like, she, she was robbed. She was robbed. She's so good. She was robbed. And then Jan Sport. I'm sorry, if people have watched this weekend. I haven't watched this week's episode, but Jan Sport got robbed as well. Like so many, so many robs. Like I feel like you need to call the police, pack the whole season up. So okay, so so <laughs> I disagree because oh. wi- I oh. I, oh. I like Widow Von Du a lot. Like, that lip sync was what sent Jan home. No, 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 no. That's I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with the lip sync. Jan brought the wrong kind of energy for it. It's just, I, I felt like other queens did worse oh, in their infomercials. Yes. yes, I think, yeah. And she should not have been in the bottom. I agree. Like, I think, I was hoping that they would have given Jan the opportunity to kind of have her, like, because we've seen the redemption story on Dragos of the queen that, like, really wants it, that's trying really hard, that needs mm-hmm. to kind of, like, take a breath, take a breath. And then mm-hmm. they do really well, is what I, is what the show was looking like. They were kind of give her that kind of a storyline, is what it looked like they were gonna do. But they didn't. They just let her go home. So I was like, that's weird. But um, but there's no way they were gonna they were gonna put um, Gigi mm-hmm. in the bottom. But there's no. no way. There's no way. She's the clear favorite. It's, it's very obvious. And I mean, she's she's I mean, of the, uh, she's she's earned it, she's earned it and is in my top three. Like that's mm-hmm. the only person that I can say that that for. A, as a fact right now, Gigi is in my top three. She's so good. So beautiful. That beautiful. robot made me fucking, I was dying. Screaming. Screaming. Me. Yeah. I was like, yep, yeah, this is perfect. You, you win. Go mm-hmm. home. Everybody else sit down. Yeah. So much of my drag stuff doesn't go that far past like, uh, Katja and Trixie Mattel and <laughs> just really enjoying them. Rue, I will say, watch at least the season's uh, Snatch Game 
episode yes. because it is Gigi Good will have you laughing and okay yeah you, you will just be like thank you or oh, that and also watch the um the what the pit stop with Bob the drag queen and peppermint like episode two or something mm-hmm. it is again it's fashion you will just die and they're just so fucking funny like mm-hmm. Bob and peppermint you put them in front of a screen I just want to watch whatever they're doing like yeah. Maybe, because I think I, I think Bob Peppermint and and Monet Exchange all in the same room is too much blackness oh, in one room, and they're like, no, too no, much. It's got it, it's it could only be two of you at a time. It could only be two of you at a time because that's too much. <laughs> yes, uh, my oracle's talking about the frat. <laughs> the frat <laughs> <game> gets- <laughs> Did someone bring it up on the show? Yes, no. uh, in, in, okay. on, on Instagram Live, <laughs> they brought it. <laughs> It was good. It was so, so good. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. Well, RuPaul's problematic as fuck. Um, RuPaul is yes. someone. Is RuPaul is someone? Because two things can be true at the same time, and this is how we'll kind of end the drag race conversation. Two things can be true at the same time. One, RuPaul has absolutely done so much for queer representation and queer people of color being being visible and being seen on television. And secondly, RuPaul is a boomer and is out of touch. With and one, has done fucked up drag. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And has and has done fucked up drag. So there there are so many more aspects of of drag and queer culture that we don't get to see on drag race. And when someone tries to do anything like that, that person gets sent home. So it like it's like I, I have a lot of respect for RuPaul and what RuPaul has done, especially for being like a queer black kid and seeing someone that like is like queer and like vi- like visibly queer and black on on television. And like celebrated, but like also like the fracking, <laughs> and also exactly, and also like you said some really dumb shit, letting mm-hmm. people drown in rivers, that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that. That's something about like destroy your heroes, which I'm a big proponent of. Which is mm-hmm. just like it's great to love people. Yeah. Who, like this person's amazing. Yeah. what they're doing for the culture, mm-hmm. all this stuff is amazing. But like anytime anyone is. Aaron, where's the Apollo card? Where's Nigel's Apollo? <laughs> Leave Aaron alone. Nigel said he's not upset. He promises. I said he wasn't upset. Yeah. <laughs> I'm upset. Um, you should have Apollo already. Oh, okay. Did you guys hear her? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, well, find that card and send it, Aaron. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's that thing where it's just like, no matter what good people do, like, people also just like, have their faults mm-hmm. and some are small faults and some are big ones where it's like yo okay i can't deal with this this is right. too fucked up too problematic etc right. and it's like like you said two things can be true yeah exactly um because people are more than like no no one person can be a monolith for everything Ex- so. exactly exactly okay um so outside of because you said you're watching tower of god and you said you're watching drag race mm-hmm. was there anything else yep. that you're watching uh besides you hack show no that's, yeah. that's like that's it for me right now yes um, so Ruben, what about you? What are you, what are you watching? Uh, caught up on Terrace House. This season is a little stressful. <laughs> oh, Terrace House is actually stressful. <laughs> so I will say like, okay, so like parts of Hawaii, I didn't finish Hawaii because honestly Hawaii got too much for me where I was just like, I don't, I have a really hard time with reality TV that has people being shitty in it mm-hmm. or stressful. Like that's why I love Terrace House because for the most part, everyone's being pretty chill and when people are being shitty it's just like 
dumb interpersonal fuck-ups or like bad personalities Mm -hmm. and then you have the couch to like make fun of it and drag people which is the best part Mm -hmm. um but like overall people aren't that messy on terrace house compared to most reality tv um so like hawaii was kind of messy because i think partially because it was like in america technically right right um this season's been interesting they've had a lot of foreigners on which is weird um which brought us like the be- one of the best boys ever, uh, Pepe, who is an Italian guy mm-hmm. who is in uh, Japan to become a mangaka. Like that is his whole thing. He's like, I'm gonna go on Terrace House to focus on my work and get my shit published in uh, in a Tankoban. And like the whole Pepe story arc is like beautiful. It's so good. It's so heartwarming. It's perfect. Um, there have been because Terrace House is getting bigger, <clears throat> more people are going on the show, obviously for self promotion, right? And more are more aware. Like one of the weird things about Terrace House is like people, like during the season that's airing, they'll watch episodes of themselves. Like mm-hmm. they can go on Netflix and watch episodes of themselves right. like a month back or so. Right. So they see how the couch and like how social media reacts to them. Yeah. Um, so it just makes like everyone's personality. Sometimes it's like weird to judge why they're doing things if it's for fans if it's to look better on tv etc mm-hmm. um and that's just been really to me very apparent this season um it's still the season's very good there's lots of good stuff in it lots of good people i like mm-hmm. um they just introduced a new character the boss who's like a 30 year old ceo of a startup company who is the creepiest motherfucker Ugh, like he there's is always one well it's like it's like he like three new people came in the house at the same time and one of the girls who one of the new girls who they haven't said it on the show, but I'm pretty sure she's like a gravier model, mm-hmm. um, which is like in Japan, it's like bikini and lingerie stuff. It's not pornography, mm-hmm. but it is like meant for titillation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be the case, even though they haven't said as, as much on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's immediately just like, big titties. Let's go. Like, it's so creepy and I fucking hate it yeah. so much. And I just wanted to leave. Um, but it's a good season so far. Um, and it'll be interesting because like timeline wise in the show where this season on Netflix has ended, is or this part of the season at least is like mid early january yeah so that show's about to start getting into when coronavirus stuff starts happening in japan yeah so i'm curious to see if that happens in the show at all i know that they stopped filming recently mm-hmm. uh for the season mm-hmm. um it's just i i love i, know, I love terrace house it's great uh yeah. terrace house um been watching lots of anime uh kaguya sama which is if you watched season one season two so far is a lot of the same, mm-hmm. which is great. It's just, uh, if you haven't watched it at all, the main plot is it's about two people in the student council who are very much in love with each other, but they won't admit to each other that they're in love with each other. Yes. They refuse to. Yes. They want the other person to admit first. Yes. And so what happens is that it turns into like almost Death Note-ish, <laughs> where it's like constantly trying to like lure each other into traps and then the other person one-upping them somehow in the middle. And like, so that's, that's the whole, that's the whole show. Love it. It's just constantly just like, all right, I'm going to lay this groundwork to make you confess to me. And then in the middle of that, like, oh, they've countered. And then, oh, I've countered. And it's just back and forth. And uh, like the other student council members are messy in their own ways and invariably like fuck up their plans. It's just very cute. It's really well animated. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very good show. If you just want something that's very uh, uh, soft. Um the first six episodes of the new Trigger series, Brand New Animal, came out in Japan. Um, it's not here yet, but I was like, I'm going to download all these. Because <laughs> it's a Netflix jail. Netflix jail. Um, brand New Animal. So, like, Trigger is just 
can't do wrong. They can't fuck it up. It's so good. It's about um, it's it's fairy town one hundred percent. It's like <laughs> it's, there's there's normal people and then there's beast men, which is like beast people of any gender. Um, but it's about a character who uh, very like usually beast like beast men can uh, change forms, and they've all moved to just like one like kind of almost like Zootopia like uh, metropolis for beast men to live in. Um, and there's lots of like racial metaphor stuff of like them trying to get equal rights for things and not have to be in this little enclave for themselves. But the main character like has turned into like a beast man or a beastman, a tanuki mm-hmm. basically. Uh, but it happened while she was like a teenager and that's not how that works. And she can't willfully change her form back and forth, which is also not how that works. Mm-hmm. So it's a mystery of like, why did that happen? Why would she, she usually they're just born that way. Um, which I'm also like, is there is there queer? Like, is there subtext here that's queer? Because mm-hmm. um, there's also a metaphor there you could draw on. Mm-hmm. It's really, really fun. It's really cute. Um, I think it's Yo-Yo Shinari who did Little Witch Academia, who is directing this one. Mm-hmm. But it obviously has Amaishi working on it, too. So it has, like, the really dumb, slapsticky uh, Promare-style stuff in it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Promare is gay. I don't care what you say. Promare is very gay. <laughs> um, that show, the movie's gay. Um and it's good. It's good. Brain Animal's good. Uh, my Next Life as a Villainous um, is... That was the first episode. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I think the uh, the premise is great, which is... It's a it's a isekai-style show where like a character ends up in another world. Uh, this girl ends up in an Atome game, but she is there not as a protagonist, but as the villain character. <laughs> and she's like, I've played this game every path for this villain either ends up with her dead or exiled from the country she's in. Mm-hmm. Like every path is bad. So it's her being like, how do I like, how do I break out of this? And how do I not end up like doing one of these routes? That's terrible. Cause they're all terrible. Um, that's cute so far. Um, I watched the first episode of listeners, which was fine. I can't really tell you. It's like weird Mecca, but not really has a quarter, has a sort of like a little bit of a, um, Oh, what's the fucking sky surfing? <laughs> anime oh um are you talking about um uh air gear no 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 um no renton yes uh fuck i haven't heard of this one fuck eureka seven eureka seven yes it has eureka seven i'm sorry eureka sorry it's a little has a little bit of eureka seven vibe to me um and then also what i'm enjoying more than most things which i'm surprised by is a princess connect re dive which is a psy games adaptation or it's an adaptation of a Psy Games mobile game, mm-hmm. which is, I'm sure the mobile game is just like a wife gotcha game. Because mm-hmm. uh, the show is just like, here's all these princesses. It's a lot of princesses. <laughs> Every type. Um, I, w- but I it's watch the director. The anime. <laughs> they're cute. It's the director from Konosuba. So it's oh. like really funny. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, like, Konosuba to me is always like, the. it's always sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> of <laughs> anime, anime, where it's just like, well, because everyone in Konosuba is terrible. Like, they're all the biggest pieces of shit, and they're all, like, terrible and selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really funny. And this is sort of a similar setup, but if everyone was actually really sweet, and still really dumb, but, like, really sweet people. Um, and it's really fun so far. It has, like, Slayer's vibes, for sure, mm-hmm. um, which I like a lot about it a lot. So, yeah, I've watched, like, and I watched Tower of God as well. Yeah, I Same. Too. I don't know how I feel about it yet, Nigel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like it's going to be kind of just a generic shonen battle series yeah because it was just like that show was like yo this series is just a tournament arc like it's like let's go if you like tournament arcs which i do yeah. but at the same time i I'm do like, 
Maybe the whole show shouldn't be a tournament arc. Yeah, like I heard it's, it looks. It's, I heard it's. I mean, it was a super popular um, comic on Webtoon. Webtoon, yeah, and the style is interesting. I think this it mm-hmm. actually looks really looks interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Just don't know. Um, but that's. I think that's all. Oh my god, I watched Midsummer uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Talk about like a good a good horror movie that was like just. It feels like it's from the 70s. And I think that's totally on purpose. If you guys have not seen... Midsommar is definitely like a white people horror movie. Oh, yeah. It is. A, it absolutely is. Yeah. It's all, all white my people. My friends are super obsessed with that movie. Um, yeah. It's a, uh, the, what's his name? Uh, uh, Chidi from The Good Places in it. Yep. Which I did not expect. Um, and I think he is the only black person in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, it is... It's It definitely it feels like a movie from the 70s where it's just like, here's this fucked up cult or group of people... Bad shit's happening. The movie's not really about... If anything, that movie is about, like... It starts off with a, a shitty relationship where it's, like, this girl who's just constantly gaslit by her shitty boyfriend. Her boyfriend's the fucking worst person. Like, I hate him so much. And then it's just, like, kind of about that relationship under the lens of this, like, weird Swedish cult, like, <sighs> nine-day festival. They, they, Their friend's like, hey, it's my hometown. Come check out Sweden. And then it's like, no, wait, this is some like fucked up shit that a lot of it is based off of like actual Swedish, like old traditions, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot as a horror film. Yeah. That's what I've heard. But it was good. That's what I've heard. My favorite is like all this bad shit's going on. And these white people keep like drinking stuff that makes them hallucinate or like take mushrooms. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go anywhere far away from civilization and just meet a stranger who's like hey do you guys want to trip no nah, i'm good no no no, no, I'm, no i'm so good no no if i'm gonna trip i'm gonna need to be like in a room mm-hmm. with like the right music and the right lights and the, and right, the right everything mm-hmm. yep. and the right people so like pff, i that's why when people are like oh man i went to bonnaroo and some dudes gave me some shrimps i'm like no 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 no. that's how you get robbed that's all like, that's all these bad things happen Mm-mm. so i'm always like i can't relate to this but i did enjoy watching it <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, um, I was like, oh, this looks like some white nonsense, and I already am like, eh, about like horror movies and all that stuff. But I, I, I know that my husband will probably want to watch it. So it's inter- it it's entertaining. White, like I think it's really beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's really well crafted. It's the same director and writer of Hereditary, okay. which I have not seen, but I heard was excellent. Oh, yeah, yeah, Hereditary was good. Yeah, but I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I'm. Would you also classify under white nonsense? <laughs> mm-hmm, I would. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, that, um, that is that is what this director does. Then he does white nonsense <laughs> horror movies. Um, Which, to be fair, most horror movies. Yeah. Are. And um, my oracle was saying, uh, I'm not. I'm sorry. Um, Shaku was saying that uh, people are recreating Midsommar and Animal Crossing. Oh my god, I've yep, seen yeah. it. It's hilarious. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, I love everyone in chat being like, "You're a seven, you idiot." Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like this you, is du- you dumbasses. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. And God, dumbass is my favorite, like, uh, dub line mm-hmm. when they obviously, like, well, we don't know how to translate this quite accurately. Yeah. So it's like, you dumbass. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> always in mm-hmm. anime dubs. Um, okay. So I guess what, what am I watching? Uh, so I watched that Nickelodeon show that didn't, that they worked on for a couple years ago, but it never, oh, it, ne- yes. it never, like, got to air for various reasons. So Netflix, um, I guess, like, acquired the rights to it. It's still, like a Nickelodeon show, but it's premiered on Netflix. So it's called Glitch Text. It's about two kids that are like that are gamers, 
and um, basically it's like what happens in, what happens when uh, when video games glitch out and, and they and they like glitches appear in the real world. What does that look like? And basically, there's this company, <laughs> Nick Arcade. Yeah, so it's Nick Arcade, the 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 TV show. Basically, what it is, awesome. it's like the two kid. There, there's um, there's this game company. It's called Hanabi, and they make all these video game systems and VR stuff and everything. And the two characters work at the Hanabi like game store, and but the game store is just a front for the glitch text thing, which is like, oh, so we are basically. Whenever the games have like are glitching out, like we come and we like eliminate the the glitches and and like obtain them and bring them back to Hanabi. And then if people actually see them, we wipe their memory. So it's like Men in Black. Whenever they see like a monster, they're like memory wipe. You didn't see anything. So they're like they're like quality control testers. Basically. Yeah, yeah, they're they're Q, yeah they're QA testers pretty much. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it's like really cute because it's like it's definitely like a love letter to video games and anime and, and all that stuff. And, like, it's really flashy. The show was, like, really, really flashy and really, like, really, like, nice to look at. Um, it's a it's a kid's show, so, like, the plot's very, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but it's really, really cool to kind of see, like, the the two characters are, like, the, the two characters of color. Like, it's great to that they are, they, they are the focus. And even like the villain is like also a, char- a character of color. Like it's really cool to kind of see that kind of dynamic play out. And it's really cool that like the characters, like one of them, she's the girl is like is like an esports like queen. Like she's like really really good mm. at the games. And like the dude is also really good, but like she's clearly better. Um, but like <laughs> unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just really cool to kind of see that dynamic play out and and like their like their family lives and all that stuff. So it's it's cool. It's really cute. They're, mm. The first eight or nine episodes are out now. They said there was like another like eight to 10 episodes that have, that don't have an air date yet, but they're already done. But um, yeah, it's cute. It's on, it's on Netflix called glitch text. Um, the intro is really, really flashy. It's really cool to look at. Um, and I, yeah, we already kind of talked about tower of God and I've only watched the first episode and I'm like, okay, this is, this is neat. Like I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, Cause it seems like a, it's like a standard like battle anime as of right now, um, but it very well could change, and I hope that it does, and it surprises me. And oh, I also watched the the Digimon reboot. Oh, I watched some yeah. episode of that too. It's good, it's really good. It's good. It's good. It's really good. Um, it looks great. And <laughs> me because I'm salty, and I know that that Toei is also animating Digimon. I'm like, wow, wow. Looks like all these other shows that. <laughs> that I love so much are getting like really great loyal like like treatments of of like a reimagining of it, but the first two seasons of Sailor Moon Crystal were so bad. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm wearing the season three Sailor Moon Crystal shirt, which is cute. But um, which that again that that third season's real good. But yeah. sure has great animation. Looks very good, very fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ, you mentioned flashy uh, multiple times. Just made me think really quick. Final Fantasy VII remake needs like a a, a, a no seizure version because mm-hmm. that game yes. is. Whoo, oh, there. Yeah, like, I played the demo. I'm like, there are particle effects going everywhere. If you're photosensitive, I don't know how you would possibly play that game. Yeah, because uh, there's just so much particle effects. That's just a warning to anyone who possibly is photosensitive. Mm-hmm. It might be hard to look at. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, other than that, um, I think that's it. That's all that I'm watching. Mm-hmm. But that's that's like anime, like or animated rather um i <laughs> i recently been i rewatched all 16 seasons of project runway again while i work <laughs> oh my god dj 
it's so good. It's so good. So much. Um, oh, speaking of Project Runway, I'm watching the the new show that with uh, Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn on Amazon called Making the Cut. It's very good. Mm-hmm. It is very good. Like Heidi and Tim are so great together. They're re- they, like their chemistry is still really really good, and it's cool to see them do kind of like an elevated version of what Project Runway could be. Um, yesterday I was listening to a podcast and they had an interview with Tim Gunn and they were talking about his experience from Project Runway and then making the cut and how it was different. And they were saying that after the 16th season of Project Runway, they wanted to introduce like changes to the format to kind of spice and things up. And they were like, the producers were like, well, like this format works. I mean, and it still does. Like there've been three more seasons since then. Um, and with the new, with like new hosts and all that stuff. And it's still really good, but it's definitely not the same because it's not Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum anymore. But um, they were saying that, like, they wanted to do things that were, like, a little bit different to kind of reflect the fashion industry as it is today. And the Amazon show allowed them to do that. Initially, it was going to be on Netflix, but Amazon made an offer that they couldn't refuse. And it was perfect. Like, the this show deals with people that already are established fashion designers that have brands that are trying to take their brands to the next level in competing. And basically the the goal is to then create a collection. And then if they are the winner, they win a million dollars and their collection and their collection is going to be featured is going to be available to purchase immediately on Amazon. That's wild. So like the stakes are a lot higher and it's cool because in Project One Way, Project One Way definitely feels more like a sewing competition that also has elements of fashion in it. But Making the Cut is a fashion design competition. It is not a sewing competition. So when I started watching it initially, I was really like kind of thrown off because like a lot of the people that are on that show don't sew. So because at that point, once you've had an established fashion like business in an empire, you're not the one that's sewing anymore you have Mm -hmm. you have seamstresses and people that work that actually sew the garments for you you design them and they sew them so it's pretty it's pretty much that's the kind of relationship like the designers some of them can't sew and they they do a lot of their own sewing for the most part but at the end of each workday, they put all their 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 garments that they've cut and everything into a bag and they hand them to the seamstresses so when they come back the next day it's already sewn so it's awesome. it's so it reflects more of like how the how the fashion industry actually works, and it's really cool because like and it's great is because like they they travel to different fashion like like locations across the world. So like the first part of the season they were in Paris, and then they are in Japan right now, hmm. which is really cool. Um, and they have these like kind of like little interludes in between the competition where like Tim and Heidi are doing stuff together while they are in these other countries. So while they were in Japan, they have these like really cute little like anime drawings of Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn to kind of like open the segment. And it's like of them like like going to like like a VR cafe and all that stuff and kind of doing different stuff that's in Japan. Like take Tim Gunn to a hentai store, like <laughs> a Dojin no. hentai shop. Um, no. <laughs> Just Tim Gunn, just be like, mm. this worries mm. me. Um, no, but it's it's really really good. It's on Amazon. It's the people are really talented. And what's cool is that it's like people are doing both men's wear and women's wear, and there are a bunch of queer designers that are on there that are like, I'm gonna have this man wear a dress, and it's like amazing. So you got you get to see a lot of like gender fluidity in terms of like clothing and all that stuff. Like the people are really fucking talented. It's really cool. So if you have if you have Amazon Prime, you do have access to Amazon Prime Video, so you should give it a shot if you like fashion competition shows like me. Like, it's cool. I like it. Oh. Um, 
yeah, and that's pretty much it in terms of all we're playing and watching, and we're almost at two hours, which is crazy. Um, there were just two little things that I guess I wanted to kind of like just like talk about briefly, which is unsurprising given the current state of the world. Um, both San, San Diego Comic Con and Anime Expo have been canceled. Um, which is mm-hmm. unsurprising given the state of um, mm-hmm. of the global pandemic, and it's like it's like we all knew this was was was, was an inevitability, but it's still kind of like a bummer that it's happening because like it's still it kind of indicates that we're still going to be in this for a while, um, mm-hmm. and with that, um, I guess a way that we can kind of like close out the show is like, what are you guys doing to kind of like stay sane during all of this, like? How are how are you? How's your mental health? Like, have you picked up any new hobbies or anything like during this pandemic? Like, what have you been doing to kind of manage? Um, I I guess I can kind of speak for uh, for I guess for all of us. I could say that all of us are very fortunate to what we're in positions to where we're still able to work from home, um, mm-hmm. and that we are still being paid to we're still being paid because we can we still can work even though our jobs are all non-essential, theoretically. At least at least, mm-hmm. at least, both my and Nigel's jobs are, non- are considered non-essential. Yeah. Mine's not essential. Well. Um, so, because like, we all work in like spaces that revolve around technology in some aspect. Um, so, mm-hmm. fortunately, our, business, our, our jobs are able to kind of flex and move into working from home. So, we're very fortunate that we still have jobs and are still have insurance that are being paid throughout, throughout this whole process. But even... So, when you're not working, when you step away from... When you take off your work-from-home hat, like... We are obviously talking about we're 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 inundating ourselves with our back either with our backlog of games or current games that we're able to play right now and television shows. But is there anything else that you're doing um, during this time right now just to kind of like stay either sane or connected or anything? Like, what are you guys up to? Uh, I've started a baking club. That's what I've started. Um, basically, I bought. I went out and like my partner and I. We always wanted a sand mixer and. Because we haven't been going out and mm-hmm. doing things with friends, it's like we have extra money saved up. So we're like, cool, let's just go buy a sand mixer. So we went to Costco and bought a sand mixer. Mm-hmm. And so we've been, so I started like, I texted my friend Brady, who was a friend of the show, mm-hmm. texted a bunch of my fr- other couple of our friends, uh, my friend Jacob, who lives in San Francisco. I was like, hey, do y'all want to just bake together? So we've started like just every week, like we're going to start getting together and like figuring out what we're going to bake together and then like share recipes together and just try and get through this. Um, because that's one of the things I love to do is bake. Uh, I love cooking in general, but baking is really like my jam. And now that I have a stand mixer, I'm, it's over for you, hoes. It's all awesome. so, <laughs> Yes. If I have black stand mixer, it's great. So that's what I've been doing. It's <laughs> nice. uh, a lot of baking, a lot of cooking, um, things to keep on with my hands to, to just do things mm-hmm. like I, 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 my neighbor behind, cause I live in a, my house, my house is technically an apartment complex with two, like basement is like a whole apartment and then like the house above it that i live in is this one area and our neighbor who lives below us has like a garden so i've been helping him with some stuff um so like it's like not like just like oh like flowers like there's like actual food like he's growing mm-hmm. back there that's awesome stuff so it's it's, it's just, just got to do something mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. to keep yourself busy yeah um i know for me like i've been like I've been drawing a lot. Like I still have like freelance work coming in. Again, I I'm 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 so blessed and grateful that I that I have like multiple streams of revenue still coming in, which is good throughout all of this. Um, this this situation has been really interesting for me because like it's kind of exposed how much more of an introvert that I than I am than I thought that I was. Like I'm like oh I, you told me to stay home, say less. Like okay sure, mm-hmm. um, but like 
you know, like of course I of course like I miss my friends dearly. Like I I was like I was so looking forward to seeing you, Nigel, in Seattle for Emerald mm-hmm. City, but that didn't happen. Same. So but like I'm fingers crossed that we will be in a better position by the time August rolls around, hopefully, because that's exactly. tentatively when mm-hmm. the when the new Emerald City is gonna be. Um, so what I've been doing, um, I've a couple of my friends that are in comics, uh, we've done like comics, like comics, queer comics trader happy hour. So where we, we got on like Zoom or whatever and just like like all made 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 ourselves a cocktail and like just like chatted and let's see what we're working on and just like talk and just hang out for a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I was part of a Zoom of a Zoom surprise birthday party, which was really cute, and it was also and it was also a birthday party turned into a proposal, which was really cute to Aww. watch that take place on stream, which is cool. Um, like the people that were hosting the party, like they were together and they proposed, and it was really really sweet. Um, and doing things like this, like still continuing to do the show, but doing it in a slightly different format that I think is more interactive, um, has been really fun. And um, and then. Um, He's actually in the chat. Um, I was actually part of Rakeem's uh, birthday party over Zoom, which was really great. Um, we got to talk about like how much we appreciated him and loved him and and all that stuff, and kind of celebrate his birthday with him um, through Zoom. And um, yeah, um, we live about like fifteen minutes away from um, from my husband's immediate uh, his immediate family, so we've gone mm-hmm. over there. Like, of course, being very 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 cautious and everything when we go over there just to make sure that his family's okay and help out with his grandmother and and everything. So that's been good to kind of like at least be able to connect with family in that way and make sure that they're doing okay. And if they need anything, we can kind of help out. Um, And yeah, just been, I've been drawing a lot of like my own stuff in my own time, but in between like the comic responsibilities I have and my work from home responsibilities, just like drawing stuff that makes me happy has been really helpful. And like, and and I think I want to make something super clear. Like, during all of this, no one knows what to do or how to really, like, respond to anything. That's not our job as, like, average people. Like, we're not in positions of government or anything like that. But, um, like, if you're not being productive, if you're just trying to just, like, figure out how to even, like, exist in this, like, being productive doesn't mean that you are less of a person. Um, you don't have to be productive through a global pandemic. That's okay. Like, it's fine. Um, like, things that you can do, like, it's like, whatever you, whatever, whatever brings you some kind of, like, stability or happiness through this weird-ass fucking time, like, do that and find that. If that's playing Animal Crossing for six hours, like I have, or playing Persona all weekend that I've been doing, like I've been doing, that's fine. Like, it's okay to do that. Like, as long as you're, like, at home and safe and okay, like, that's... Yeah. But what about you, Ruben? Ruben, what have you been doing? Yeah, I mean, it's been um, similar in some ways. Again, thankfully, like, I I have a job that um, uh, we were really proactive, I would say, uh, probably like a week or two before most places started doing it. We were just like, hey this thing's gone around just work from home people. Mm-hmm. Um, so thankfully like, uh, that transition was pretty smooth. Uh, my biggest regret was I live really close to my office, like a five minute walk. And so I was like, I should steal my office chair from work because <laughs> like my, my, my office chair here is like fine. Yeah. It's, it's like a, whatever it's like a okay Ikea chair. Mm-hmm. But my one at work is like, 
a really like dope ass like Herman Miller Aeron or so like a really expensive chair that feels really good to sit in all day. <clears throat> and I didn't do it before the building like locked up and I was like, that's it. I should have stole that. Um, <laughs> but um and I mean borrow, I guess, guys. <clears throat> uh borrow until they forget that I have it. Um so um uh so yeah, that's been like that's been different. Um but it's been chill though. I mean I was already thankfully this is a job where like I would work from home at least like once a week or so anyway. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was it's just like doing it all the time now. Um, I'm here with my partner, which makes it less lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, who she works from home anyway, so it hasn't been a big change for her. Um, the the hardest thing has so far has been like you know I I'm used to performing at a theater, mm-hmm. uh, you know at least once a week, if not a couple times a week. Um, and on top of performances, I'm used to uh, teaching classes, teaching improv classes. So we had had our first improv class of a new semester right when all this stuff really hit and, and mm-hmm. people started shutting things down. So um, we had to see who still wanted to do the improv class because mm-hmm. obviously you know, it was going to be something they didn't quite sign up for initially right. and, and, and be like, uh, we really need the money, so please, if you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if, you, if you have the means, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then just try to figure out like, how, how, do, how do I teach a thing that's performative that's supposed to be happening on a stage over zoom right. Mm-hmm. Um, right so like lots of meetings with all the teachers all the teaching staff um uh kind of like trading things we've discovered um and it's honestly been a really cool experience mm-hmm. like one where moving forward i could see that we'll i think we'll probably continue to um offer online courses mm-hmm. uh that are like geared for things specifically to be online yeah. so a little bit a little bit better fit um but that was interesting uh moving to i'm streaming just like generally streaming way more mm-hmm. um i'm streaming mm-hmm. stuff for my theater because we pivoted really hard to be like hey every day we're gonna have streaming content from like noon to 4 p.m yeah. and then usually like two hours in the evening um so like figuring out shows to pitch to be a part of uh things to do for that um my really my biggest concern outside of like general wellness of, of people and stuff is like you know we're a theater so at some point we're doing okay. Thankfully, like more than a lot of theaters, a lot of theaters that are much bigger than us too, our, uh, our business side of the house is really savvy mm-hmm. and really had things prepared for worst case scenarios so that I know we're not having to fire anybody. Everyone is still getting, everyone that gets paid at that theater is still getting paid. That's awesome. Um, awesome. yeah, it's, it's really, really, they did a really good job with it. Um, and I'm sure we'll have to make some, some adjustments moving forward. Um, but for the most part, like everyone's still, if they had a position that was making some money, they're still making that money. Um, and then on top of all of that, like, you know, it's just, obviously things have to work out. We have to do things that are safe, but it's also like, well, there is a time limit where if we don't start doing shows normally, like money will start Mm -hmm. to run out. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's that thing where it's just like, well, I hope my theater is still around after this all is over and the community i don't think it'll ever go away because the community for that theater is a thing that's really tight-knit that's a big family so that'll always exist no matter right. what it's just like will we have a building right and what like, 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 like a place like officially to do capacity. it yeah totally mm-hmm. totally so um that's been that's been a little bit um uh stressful yeah. but outside of that for for me it's just like yeah like playing games relaxing make sure i'm taking care of myself i need to go outside more mm-hmm. i've been meaning to go out for a run or just for a mm-hmm. walk just to like get out in the sun yeah. um uh, i've been writing a little bit more just to have more time to yeah. do it so there's a there's a, a comic that i'm working on right now um that i want to pitch eventually 
that I'm starting to like. Uh, I, I wrote the one shot for it, and now I'm I'm outlining like the first like arc of it, basically. <clears throat> um, so yeah, hopefully that's the thing that like comes out of this potentially. Yeah. But like you said, there's no. It's totally fine. I think a lot of the way society's built has made everyone feel like I gotta be doing. I gotta be making. I gotta be doing right. something. And you don't like if you have to for money reasons for you. I get that. Right. Work, make your money, stay safe, safe. and alive mm-hmm. and, and good. But otherwise, like you don't, we don't have to be products, and we don't have to be continually making products right. for consumption. Like that's a stress that that you shouldn't impose on yourself as much as you can. Yeah, so. not right now, like, anyway. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. shit's stressful mm-hmm. enough. Like play, play, like I said, play Animal Crossing all day for mm-hmm. a day. Like take that time for you. Absolutely. Um, and I guess that's that's pretty much it. We're at two hours. I think that's a pretty long time to be sitting and chatting and all that stuff. I mean, we could do this all day. We could yeah. do this all day, but we could. <laughs> CJ, we're not going to take any questions for our listeners. Uh, I mean, we can. I mean, if if you got no, I mean, it sounds like you. Call no, me. I'm cool <laughs> with taking questions. I, I mean, if you guys are cool with that, like I'm down. Um, I mean, if chat has questions, I want to ask. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I'm good. Yeah. Let's see. Can I type in the chat? Well, what did I do here? Let's see. Let's see what chat feels like. Um, yeah, DJ uh, Nigel, did we ask you what you're up to? We did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Double wife bacon. Okay. okay. I'm, Bacon. My bacon, God, bacon and gardening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to get Aaron just ordered a, um, like one of those Zojirushi like uh, uh, griddle things, mm-hmm. like that you make like that you do like Korean barbecue stuff on. Yeah, basically. yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, I'm so, I'm so ready. Yeah, we. I've been cooking way more. Yeah, we made. Uh, well, we, not me. Uh, Brandon made. <laughs> I ate it. Um, Hold Brandon, on, I ate it. Brandon made yeah. a tri yesterday. Does not make um, I'm yeah. I. Brandon, if he didn't become a teacher, what he wanted to do, he wanted to become a chef, is what he wanted to do. And having that knowledge and me trying to, like, do something in the kitchen. And, if I mean, I can cook a thing or two. I'm not, like, whipping up recipes like he does. Great up, blue box. But, like, I don't want to look like a dummy. (laughs) Like, it was like, oh, this is, you made... This? Yeah, who's gonna see you? Everyone's in their house. <laughs> He's gonna know. He's gonna know that I'm a failure, and I don't. And I don't. Do you think and he doesn't? Know I don't loves you need, and I don't need that kind of stress. I think Brandon loves all of your failures. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I don't think. Okay, yeah, listen. This is. Like, I don't like. I don't think cooking's gonna be what pushes him over the edge. <laughs> it's gonna be like all this other yeah, stuff. He's right? gonna be like, he if you watch. Work. Sailor Moon, one more fucking time. <laughs> one more fucking time. <laughs> on full, uh, yeah, like the entire house. like on full fucking <laughs> posing glass. in your living room. We're over. <laughs> oh, it's, it, it looks it looks like DJ is doing like uh, like Ring Fit, but he's just watching Sailor. Yeah, Moon. <laughs> man, I wish I could fucking find that shit, but like you can't. Like I have yeah. it. I just haven't been using it because I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah. Sell that. I should probably sell that. Shit. Yeah, you could. You could. You could make a lot of money. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not really seeing anything in the chat, so I guess we can, we can kind of call it here, but, um, cool. thank y'all so much for joining us, and Nigel, thank you so much for, mm-hmm. um, wanting to come and jump in and do this with us, kind of, Anytime. uh, last yeah, minute, we love, having, we love having you as always, um, this has been so much fun, uh, I really do like this as a format for us, mm-hmm. um, and I just want to keep, keep doing this format, I think it's a lot of fun, I think people really like it, so, um, the next step is actually just making a Twitch account just for the show. So that what we can do mm-hmm. is this, is I can give like 
certain people that we really like access to be able to stream through this account, through the Magic mm-hmm. Boys account, mm-hmm. like, and host it on their various Switch channels and all that stuff. Um, oh, PSO2 is, is coming to PC. Yes. Finally, that's good. Is it cross-play with Xbox? I would hope so. I hope it is. Um, Knowing how Microsoft's been doing stuff lately. I would would think so. so. Um, So I hope that that happens soon, too. Um, I think I want to get Monster Hunter Iceborne. On PS4? Yeah, because I watched one of my friends play it on stream, and I'm like, man, I love that base game. It was really fun. Um, Iceborne is really good. Yeah. Really good. I know. I really wish that you could have gotten into it because I... If I was playing with somebody, like, if I was playing with y'all, then... Ruben... Like, again, that's the thing. Play with people. Mm -hmm. Ruben, if you want to play with us, I will go buy it on PS4. It's... The best part about... I will say about this is they put out, like, an armor and weapon set that you can just put on and just be like, okay, I'm going to get through the base game real quickly so I can get to Iceborne super fast. Like... Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not like... You instant win with the armor, but it helps you a lot, so you can like it's a lot more forgiving. So if you want to get into it, let me know. I'm here. Okay. I'm here mm-hmm. to help. I'll let you know. Yeah. I, I mean, at the very least, I'm gonna play some Destiny with yeah. you. So yes. Yeah. On whichever platform you want, because I think I at this point I have, I think I have all the the new season stuff on PC. But obviously, the base game's mm-hmm. free on mm-hmm. Xbox and PS4. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But um, yeah, again, we love having you, Nigel. Um, and I, I, I put in the stream layout, like the social handles, but for the folks that are listening to the show that didn't watch it live, where can they find you on the internet? They can find me on the internet on Twitter at, at PrinceZexu, Prince, and then Z-E-X-U. Um, you can also find me on other social media channels for other games that I work on, but I'm not going to say that out loud. You can find it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's where you can find me. Excellent. And Ruben, as always, where can they find you, my love? Oh, you guys can get me at Rubots, R-O-O-B-O-T-S, on Twitter. Um, it's probably the same on most other things, sometimes with the, with the Z, depending on whether or not it was taken. Um, and then uh, and I'm trying to stream just dumb stuff. Usually it's late. Like Usually my streams I do at like 10, between like 9 and 11 p.m. East Coast. Mm-hmm. I'll just hop on and be like, hey, I'm just going to play whatever for two yeah. hours. Um, and so if you have like requests, if you're just like, man, I just want to like vibe to someone playing this, uh, tweet at me, let me yeah. know. And I'll... Uh, See if I can get that going. My capture card will be here on Tuesday. I'm so excited. Yeah, HD60s, so I can actually stream games from my fucking Mac, um, and not have to use Elgato's kind of crappy software and use Streamlabs. God, I realized. Uh, so I can stream PC games, but if it's like room, I tried streaming uh, the new Doom, mm-hmm. and you cannot, <laughs> you can't stream and play something that intensive on your computer unless you're set up like specifically right. for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll just you'll drop frames hard. So yeah. I've I've definitely have uh, reverted to mainly streaming stuff only off of consoles mm-hmm. um, until I can build a new setup that's a streaming uh, made for streaming or build a second computer that's a streaming only computer. Right. Um, though I think I'd rather just have one box and just make it a box that's good enough to stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you can always find me on the internet at oh hey DJ. That's O H H E Y D J on everything Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that shit. So that's where you find me on the internet making dumb videos. I love that stupid app so much. That that has been bringing me the most joy <laughs> through this. One of my friends got into it uh, and is like just killing it on there. It it has brought me so much joy. That app is. A lot. I'm probably going to fuck around and make one today. Um, but I think her handle's like Millennial Mom or something, and she was just like, I can't get traction anywhere else, but TikTok loves me, even though I'm too old to be on yeah, here. Um, there are people that are... So, 
that's what I'm going to make a TikTok about that. I'm going to be like, millennials, fellow millennials, welcome to TikTok. It is, you can be here. It's fine. Just, you can be 30 and be you here. Can, it's you okay. can be here. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Just make your videos and learn, the, and learn, if you want to learn the fucking renegade dance, learn it. <laughs> I need mm-hmm. I need to make some bad anime. You TikToks. should make bad anime TikToks. I would love that. And no one will watch them. That's great. a lie. I That's an actual lie because they will. Because anime TikTok is real. It's it's there. It's amazing. I'm gonna send you some. They're great. Um, oh, I'm gonna be the, the king, the king of anime TikTok. <laughs> CEO of anime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not. Real. <laughs> it's true, it's not. Um, all right, my loves. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for engaging with us in the chat. It's been amazing. Love you very much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.